Hey, this is Mohani Love from Let's Talk About It. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Well, this evening, guys, I have Mr. Norman Plotkin. Norman Plotkin is a certified clinical hypnotherapist, a self-described mentalist. Norman Plotkin employs ancient wisdom and practices for modern mastery. I like that. Modern mastery, huh? (laughs) So, Mr. Plotkin, tell me what... Okay, because you know, whenever someone know you're a hypnotherapist, don't people react to you differently? Totally, yeah. Yeah, because people's uh, introduction to hypnosis and hypnotherapy is usually a Vegas stage show or the county fair mm-hmm. or a, a movie wow. like you know, Get Out or, um, uh, you know, I'm in hundreds of movies all the way back to the 40s, oh, they, you know. They hear the background <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're getting sleepy. Yeah, yeah right. And then you stop and you turn around. <laughs> I know. So, what, 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 how did you get into the field? Well, I, um, I've had many lives. And before I went to college, I was in the Marine Corps. I worked in the oil fields. I worked in a rock plant, making little rocks out of big rocks like Fred Flintstone. Really? Was the, yeah. I was, a construction lineman and then and then i went to um i went to college i you know my brother was killed in a car accident and i realized you know life isn't forever and i probably and he was pre-med and he he had really applied himself and whatnot and so i i kind of kind of woke me up and i i left what i was doing moved back in with my mom and went to college and uh, and i was in a hurry because now i'm 25 and i'm a former marine and i'm very serious i was on my way to law school and so I, I knocked it out in, in record time, three and a half years. I did speech and debate and student government. And, uh, and then I, I got a job in the legislature as a clerk. And, um, and so I uh, was in a hurry. And, and then I spent a 25-year career in and around the legislature. Clerk, consultant, I ran campaigns. Uh, then I became a lobbyist. I was, I was the committee consultant for the health committee in the state assembly. And um, then I lobbied for the medical association. And um, and uh, it was it was really cool. And I loved it. I loved the strategy. I loved uh, the public policy, but it's it's toxic. And it wasn't as exciting as it was. It, it wasn't who I was. It wasn't my soul's purpose. And I thought it was, I thought, you know, I had a lot of ego uh, invested in it, but I ended up, I got sick. I had cancer and at first I just wanted to get back to normal, mm-hmm. normal. Right. And so what I didn't realize is what normal is what made me sick. Ah, and, mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And so, um, so when it became abundantly clear that getting back to normal would be my downfall, I began to look in other directions and teachers began to appear. Uh, and I, a friend took me through therapeutic yoga for cancer and I began to read, you know, people like Wayne Dyer, Carolyn Meese, Deepak Chopra. And, uh, and the spiritual awakening began. I attended a Hay House conference in Pasadena and uh, and so, um, I mean, so I, my whole perspective changed, and I, and I was divinely led. I mean, the the, the actual 
path is uh, is difficult to believe at times. But I I had um, I had been seeing a psychic in Los Angeles, and she was she was helping me she was helping me um, develop my gifts. I'd experienced all of the Claire's, Claire Augustine's, Claire audience, Claire Boyance, and and she was teaching me about the archangels. And I wrote a letter to Archangel Michael. You did. Dear, yeah, yeah. Dear Archangel Michael, it's Norm here. Uh, you know, I have these mad skills and great gifts and people have paid me millions of dollars for them. But now, instead of corporations, uh, I want to I wanna help people. I want to I wanna be in service to others, but I don't know how. Please help me. Signed my name, took it in the backyard, lit it on fire, and gave it to the universe. And then I went into my darkened bedroom and sat in the middle of my bed and did Japa meditation for 15, 20 minutes. And Japa meditation is just, you, you chant this mantra, Am Namanarayana, Am Namanarayana, Am Namanarayana. And my chest was just resonating and I was just got in this zone. Say then, lower, then, um, 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 Namanarayana. Um, Namanarayana. Um, Namanarayana, yes. And I did that, I did that for 20 minutes. And then there was a cool down period where you're just quiet and still. And um, uh, and so I was sitting there quiet and still. Mm-hmm. And I had the most extraordinary, I had the most extraordinary experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, this energetic presence came down, came down the hallway mm-hmm. through the closed door and stood right next to me. Mm. And I and I'm like my eyes are closed tight I'm I'm afraid and I was made to know that there was nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. I, I just allowed that 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 energy to just awe me and then then it was gone. So I text my friend Laura, what Laura? What <laughs> happened? She says, "Wait." You wrote a letter to Archangel Michael. You burned it and gave it to the universe. You did 20 minutes of Japa meditation and you don't know who it was that showed up. Archangel Michael. When you're on your path, um, because I totally resonate with what you're talking about, how you can see, um, you can see you have experienced them communicating with you through various methods. You have seen them speak through people. Did you experience that yet? Isn't that cool? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I I channel folks from the other side. And, oh yeah. Uh, and let me ask you a question. You can hear them speak sometime, right? But it's not schizophrenia. You I, can actually I, hear them. It's a knowing. Uh huh. I have I experience a knowing. Like for example, I'll get a really cool new crystal. Okay. And I'll be talking to somebody and I like give it to her. I'm like, I like this one. Like, I know, give it to her anyway. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, but do you, it's a feeling, like you, you called it a knowing, but you don't hear it. It's just something you just know to do. I, I'm being guided. Right. Yeah. So I, so I was, I was hypnotizing a client a few weeks ago. Um, she's in for IBS. She's done the research. There's a lot of research that shows uh, how, how powerful the hypnotherapy is for irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. So it's okay. Yeah, I know. It's, um, I know uh, it's important to spell things out. So um, I'm taking her into hypnosis so that she can experience, uh, you know, the when I'm do, doing a, these, pro, these protocols. And um, so she had a son who was killed in his 20s recently and she's dealing with grief and whatnot her son's name is the same as my son and i'm her into hypnosis and all of a sudden he's over my shoulder saying tell her mommy i love her and everything's gonna be okay and i'm like i can't i can't ambush her i'm I'm taking her in hypnosis she knows nothing about this i cannot i'm having this conversation on the this side of my (laughs) That's right, because you know they can't speak. They speak through here. So you were communicating back through the right side of your brain. What side was that? That was the right side, because she's here in my chair on the left, and he's over my shoulder here. 
And so he, I said, I can't. He said, do it now. I said, I can't. He said, write it down. So I wrote it down. And I shared it with her afterwards. I said, please sit down. I just had the most extraordinary experience I've ever had. Ethan appeared and said, tell her, mommy, I love you and everything's okay. And I just have to share it with you. I hope it doesn't upset you. Uh, I have to share it because it was very real and it was in real time. And she cried, I cried. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so. Was that your first experience? Oh, like, no, I've had, no, I've had, I, I was getting a massage one time and for the last 10 minutes of the massage, I was compelled to tell her that her daughter was going to be okay. I don't know anything about it. And so I waited for the massage to be over. She came back with the water and I said, I'm sorry, I don't know what this means, but I'm supposed to tell you that your daughter is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And she left in tears. I, I'm, I'm hoping they were tears of joy, mm -hmm. I, but I have no idea. There are times when I, when I, when I don't act on what I get, I, it, it causes me harm. Hey, do you ever have pain? I have, I have unexplained pain. I have kind of, I have attachments sometimes. Like I, I need to ground and clear yeah. my energy. I always, I have to be grounding and clearing. And, and it's such an, unlike, I was a Marine. You know, I grew up on a ranch riding bulls. That was, you know, this macho man thing that I raced cars and like, what do you do with this? And that's part of why I got sick. I was in, I was in politics and I didn't understand my gifts. And I, and I, I, you know, shove them down. And so cancer is a message. Wow. And if you don't hear the message or if you don't seek to understand it, it you'll get reassigned. So, so, so in other words, it's a calling, right? It's, it's and a calling. Does it, because the question is, if you have cancer of the young, lung, cancer of the breast, cancer of the, cancer of the prostate, does it have something to do with the kind of calling? Does that make sense? Do you? Of course, of course. Lungs, lungs, and and breasts are grief. I had thyroid cancer, okay. the throat chakra. The throat chakra. Right. I was a lobbyist. I spoke for others. I didn't have my authentic voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they all tell you something. Yeah. Uh, the prostate is is the sacral chakra. This is creativity and sexuality. Um, uh, then the solar plexus is, you know, the stomach and in this area, this is your, your, your power, your personal power. The root chakra is, um, is the, the bowels and the, the bladder and this is security and safety. And so I had, I didn't have my authentic voice. I was doing something I shouldn't be doing. And so Archangel Michael, within a week of, within a week of his visit, I was divinely led to this school. It's a college of hypnotherapy. It's an accredited college. I couldn't, you can get certified to hypnotize somebody in a weekend. They give you, here's your certificate. <laughs> you know, I needed, <laughs> I needed, I need more than that. I, so I went to this school 18 months in, you know, residency accreditation. It's the real deal. And so, um, so I was guided there. And so much so that it, like, a, uh, my girlfriend at the time knew somebody who had gone there and we had dinner and we talked. I had never hypnotized anyone. I had never been hypnotized. And I just dropped some, a bunch of money and signed up and, and away I went. And, and in the aftermath, you know, I've been criticized, but you know what, get a real job. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm divinely guided. I'm driven. Yeah. I've always, um, since I was a little girl, always had a gift, but at my age now is more like I'm connecting to it. Now, I did lose my father in May. Seems like they've gotten stronger. Like I'm wondering if he said, let me give her some of my gifts since, since I won't be using it on earth and I'm over here. But um, you have to be able to be grounded. And when I'm not grounded, I'm in pain. Oh boy, yeah. it's the kind of pain. And it's my back and I'm lazy and going, what? Or, or See, my thing with the angels want me to do is not to get upset. And my father used to always tell me about that. I used something happen, I'm like, oh, and he would say, stop getting so upset. 
so whenever I those that's the old me because remember I'm I'm coming into who I my being who they you know I'm here who, who you who you who you came here to be that's right thank you who I came here to be so when that old person pop up I get the pain and I'm laying there like okay I know and you know what I've said out of my mouth take this pain away it disappears and I don't even realize that it's gone because it's so now are you familiar with that oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah you can command your pain to go away you know what you know what I do so um love is your birthright yes and it resides in your heart center yeah. it's opposite is fear in any moment you can choose to come from a place of love or fear mm -hmm. and I, I teach people just have an icon an image a red rose a red heart jesus a peace sign a puppy a kitten <laughs> there you go and you bring that into your heart space and it drives the fear out it, it drives the fear out and um and the, you, we're moving from Pisces to Aquarius, from the three dimension to the fifth dimension. And how we escape the, the third dimension and fear, and it's all around us right now, but there's mass hypnosis going on right now. People are in high states of fear. I'm seeing a lot of people who are triggered. The way we, the way we get to the fifth dimension is when enough of us have love and compassion in our hearts and lift those who don't know any better. We have to get to a critical mass of those of us who came here to be like you, my honey, and like me, and to learn why we came and what we at what we signed up to do when we got here. Some people signed up for it and they don't and they don't remember. And they have nothing but trouble because they can't get back to their who they came here to be. They signed that contract and they don't even know. I understand. And it's, it's funny, like, just like you said, you tell people to imagine a rose, and I'm like, oh, look, I have a red rose. That was a message for me. See, I look at that as a message for me, even though that was a message for you guys to give me the, 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 the steps on how to remain cool. That's right. And you know, helping, helping your father transition, I had a, like, if, when I was a self-important lobbyist, there'd have been no room for me i when i stepped out of all of that i was in place to care for my mom in the last year of her life when she lost her eyesight and couldn't drive and then she had a stroke and i held her hand at 1 11 a.m when she passed and i took her through hospice i'd watched her do it for her mom and, and others i knew exactly what to do and and she was so brave she was 85 lived a long life and an amazing life and then within a year they hadn't been together for 30 years, but my father then had a stroke and they died within a year of each other. And then I was there for my father. And I I, I fulfilled my soul contract. They brought me into the world and I helped, I held their hand as they transitioned out. And I, and I was in, did you? Yes, my, every day I was there helping take care of him. Uh, the day that he had the stroke, he actually called my sister and I in the room. And I was like, it was amazing. I said to him, say your ABCs. Now, he was a banker. He said them really fast. And then I said, how much is one plus one? He said two. I said, how much is four plus four? He couldn't answer. How much is five plus five? He couldn't answer. He was a banker. He did numbers. You yeah. know, he was 75. So I knew, you know, we went to the emergency room. But he actually passed at home. And you know what? It's, 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 and then I'll share something with you. I've said out loud, right? Give me a sign that you... And do you know the red bird, the red cardinal? Would chirp. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Does that sound familiar to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There, there's a thin veil between this side and the other side. And and so, so many people, my father, my father, I told you how brave my mom was. My father was not so brave because <laughs> he was afraid because he had no faith. I said, well, dad, just decide what waits on the other side. And you can never really know until you get there, but just believe it. Mm. 
and just set in your heart that that's what you're going to inherit. And he, he had a hard time with it. I've, I've read the Tibetan book on living and dying, and I know that if you're not prepared for death, then you cannot live. And oh, so many oh, people, oh, oh, oh. right? <laughs> not to say it that way and laugh, but he's such a strong man. And you know what? He started giving everybody their orders days before. Like he said, I want everybody to love each other. And I want all the boys to be close, all the grandsons. And I, and listen, no argument. He told my sister and I, y'all have to love each other. Throw all that other stuff away. Whatever y'all angry about, get rid of it. And it's like he was one by one when he would corner somebody, if they were coming to help him, he would have a conversation with them. So he knew, but he didn't want a long punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, we have a subtle understanding. We're energy. And it's important that we're quiet and listen. And prayer is when we talk to the divine. Meditation is when we listen and we get information and answers. And it's super important that we take the time every day to show up for ourselves, maybe light a candle and be quiet and still for a few minutes because you're going to get information. Did you do it in the morning or both? I do first thing in the morning. I spend the first 10 minutes before the 70,000 thoughts that are coming my way that day start. 10 minutes, quiet and still. And I also end my day. And um, as the subconscious mind is super powerful and that few minutes right before you fall asleep when your eyes are a little fluttering, that's hypnosis. And if you write down a couple goals or give some thought to what things you want to achieve, it's you're gonna your subconscious mind will work on it until it gets it for you so it's super important but you know if you don't show up for yourself then how can you expect the divine to show up for you so let me ask you this question because you're a hypnotherapist i remember when we would have a spelling test my mother would say put the words under your pillow and you'll know them in the morning and i'm telling you we knew every single word in the morning. So was that just something mental or something? I mean, we wouldn't look at them and like before, but we would put it under our pillow and we had the, you know, she would tell us, you'll absorb your brain with, and it worked <laughs> for all of us. Hypnosis. Uh, That's hypnosis. So the subconscious mind sees everything. That car that just passed, it's red. It's license number is 8567XYZ. But the conscious mind can't sort it all out. It's too much. It's like the random access memory and the hard drive. Okay. And and so you, I help people pass the state bar exam. I help them pass licensure. PhDs who, who in, in psychology who are brilliant psychologists but haven't can't pass the you know licensure. Uh, and so we know everything that we've ever seen. We just put too much pressure on ourselves and forget it or block ourselves from it. Here's the question. You know how they say um, it's not good to focus on the negative things that you've been through, whether it was heartbreak, somebody did you wrong, relationship. Is it true that a hypnotherapist can have you really forget that? Like, really, you'll never remember that bad stuff again, can they? No. Okay. Here's what I can do. I can't change what's happened. I can help you change how you feel about it. Okay, so you you always know that it happened. It's how your how you how you feel about it. How do you feel about it? Because here's what here's what happened. If I say, why do you do that? And you say, well, 30 years ago this happened. Mm -hmm. You don't remember the details. You would recount them incorrectly. What you remember is how it made you feel. Mm -hmm. Because when when you have an experience, it creates an emotion and a feeling, and that that feeling and emotion create an, a neurochemistry, and it becomes imprinted in your body. Now, if somebody so, knows, knows their steps, then what happens then? And somebody who can remember it, it it's going to be remembered incorrectly because it's going to be colored by the sentimentality of memory. It's it's really unreliable. So you have this imprint in your body about how it made you feel. And now you're living this predictable future based on this unreliable past, which is robbing you of your precious present moment. So what we do is we go in and help you change how you feel about that event. And so now, right, because the future is a fairy tale, hasn't happened yet, right. might as well make it a good fairy tale. Right, right. right? Yeah. And 
the past is water under the bridge. You can't change the water. You can you can change how you feel about it. So no matter how negative it is, so the feeling that you change it to is not that you feel good about it. It's just that you have no feeling about it whatsoever. Is that it? No, well, no, no. You know, that happened for a reason. Think about what it taught you. Think about how you're different as a result well, of it. Lesson. Yes. Now, now, now I want you to see it as a gift. Just see it as a gift wrapped up in a bow. And express gratitude for it now. Just say thank you. Oh, thank you. You see, I wanted to call my first book is Take Charge of Your Cancer, The Seven Proven Steps to Healing and Recovery. I wanted to call it the unwrapped gift. I believe cancer was my second unwrapped gift. The first one was the death of my brother in a car accident. Sounds freaking crazy. I know. But so so my publisher said, Norm, cancer probably was a gift for you, but how long did it take you to figure it out? I'm like, Yeah, it was a few years. So she said, you know, you gotta meet people where they are. And when they're in the middle of it, they're not feeling like it's uh, a gift. So, so I changed the name of it. But in the end, both of these things have been very valuable gifts for me. Wow. I've learned a lot about myself, and I've used these difficult experiences to deepen my ability to help others. Wow, that's phenomenal. Because there are so many people, I mean, even myself, I have these experiences. And I mean, you do tap into it when you start focusing, you start meditating, you start chanting, or you start writing. I'm also a writer, so at times, late at night, I'll hear words and I write them down and it's always a nice, a nice piece of something I can use. And I'm like, what? And I laugh because I'm like, do people really realize? You know, I guess I'm in tune. But like I said before, part of that contract that I don't remember signing that you were talking about, it has rules. And whenever I'm in pain, all they want me to be is loving and happy. And they want me to be loving to everyone and happy. Even situations that arise, love them or don't overreact over them. Don't be upset. Don't overthink. See, I think I know what my list is. <laughs> I think I know what my list is because when I did any of those things, I would be in pain. Yep. You know why? Because you're you're drinking poison and hoping it will kill the other one, the person who hurt you. (laughs) Well, you know, I had to look at my situation and say, well, I did play a part in that too. I had every chance to walk away. I had every chance to not let it go past hello. So I I looked at myself, you know, I have a habit of doing it. I look outside and go, hey, well, you know what you were wrong. You know, and I have to constantly do that. But I'm telling you, it took this morning, I literally finally woke up and released it all. And I feel like the weight's lifted from me. Those were my messengers I sent along the way to. Thank you. Did you? Did you send them before? <laughs> See? You know what I do? You, you know, that when I find myself in those situations, I'm like, let me learn it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, women are different than men when it comes to thinking. Do you agree with that? Of course. I, I am, I'm, I'm really working on my left side, my feminine side. I'm really working on it because I was really overpowered on the, on the male side. And, and that's why, you know, that imbalance is what made me sick. And so, um, you know, as a healer now, I'm, I'm really, really working on my feminine qualities, creativity, compassion, uh, collaboration. Women in my family, we work on our males all the time. So we're really strong women, as they say. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's the, the males, they're like, oh, you're too strong. Uh, you know, once we, so we got to start working on our feminine. It's true. Well, you know, look at in our society, look at women politicians. They try and outman the men. If they ran as women and the strengths and the archetype of the woman and the feminine, they they would be super powerful. Amazing. Don't try and be a man. Don't, Amazing statement. Does that make sense? Don't try. Don't try and outman the men. Yes. Be a woman and be I want to hear you roar. <laughs> wow, that makes so much sense. I know my audience are like, wow, that makes so I never at it that way but it makes so much sense be a woman feels well, like, I, like this when there's no need 
to be soft than who we are. Be who you are. Be who you are. I'm teaching a lot of emotional intelligence right now, and and um, my next book is going to be called The Compass, and it's it's about um, it's about as we go into the age of Aquarius, that um, you know, it's, imagine imagine a man and a woman are dropped from a helicopter into a forest, and the man's got a machete and an axe, and the woman's got a compass. And she's like, I think we should go this way. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm just knocking down forests. And then, you know, oh, that's wrong. And he goes to this way and knock, knocks down all these trees. And oh, that's wrong. And pretty soon he's knocked down the whole forest and finds his way. And he says, oh, it's this way. She says, I, I could have told you that. And now, and now, now imagine in the era of Aquarius, the helicopter sets the same man and woman with the same tools and they get out and he's, and he says, which way? Which way? And she points the compass and he only works that what he needs to do. He doesn't destroy anything that doesn't need to be. And so we need, I learned Terrell's that ancient wisdom for modern mastery. And it's, he's a Jungian analyst and he, and he, he's taught me about the archetypes inform the cards and the the archetype the, the the feminine archetype the high priestess is creation creativity collaboration i mean you know you ever heard you ever heard the you know there's some joke an old meme about you know women to give birth and men had the flu, you know, it's the same, you know, are you kidding? I, I survived the flu and she just went through 30 hours of labor. Right. So, um, women have a different kind of strength. They have a different kind of strength. Mm -hmm. And if, when women focus on, on the, the gifts of feminine, femininity, uh, their strength, it's like, uh, it's like, I think it's Brene Brown. Um, you know, she talks about, uh, we're not, we're not afraid of our powerlessness. It's a power that we're afraid of and that there's, that there's that there's strength and vulnerability when you when you get up and give your testimony about all the stuff you've been through that's not a weakness that's strength everybody's like oh gosh look how strong you are how could you get up and do that you see what i mean but most people most people are terrified about showing their stuff right and so i i'm vulnerable all the time i'll tell you how i've stubbed my toe and fallen down and you know and and i'll, I'll tell you all the people who helped lift me up and so i'm not afraid of but I noticed that it's so many people, like when you look at the world, for some reason, it seems as though everybody now is telling their story. Everybody's being vulnerable, but I want it to be, see, this is what, I, this is not a negative comment. This is just what my brain told me from seeing everybody do it. Yeah. You have to come from a place of you healing and wanting, wanting to heal others. Not come from a place of, well, I'm gonna tell this story because I'll get more sales in this or I'll be more important over this. And I really feel like the majority of people that are telling their story, the reasons are not too valid. It's just that, you know, because there's so many people. Does that I know, I know. Authenticity is very important. And, and so, you know, you know, don't, Look at it's what our society does is over commercializes everything. But um, but the di here's a here's a sharp difference. You know, victimhood. People are holding on. Carolyn Meese uh, wrote a book called Why We Don't Heal, and you know people identify with their pain, and they hold on and they post on Facebook about their diverticulitis, and so that in, as a, as a hypnotherapist we call that sec secondary gain. And I'm always asking people, what are you getting from that? Why why are you holding on to that? What are, what are you getting from it? You're getting some some kind of reinforcement, sympathy, empathy, attention. Or you know. later on, you'll see a post saying, could you please donate? <laughs> please donate. You know, that's what I'm saying. A lot of it, I believe, is for other reasons. I, like, I, I know. So listen, when we talk about uh, abuse, guess what? Everybody has been verbal abuse. If anybody has ever talked to you in a rude way, whether it was a parent, okay, we've all done that. Okay, check, 
sexually abused. Okay, it happened to me when I was younger. Guess what? Anybody want to jump on the bandwagon? If some, even if an uncle squeezed your butt, chat. Okay, we can keep on going. But I know. are you talking about this because you're healing and you really honestly want to heal and help others? Or are you doing it because if I do this, I could get that role on that show. If I do this, oh, if I put this in a book, then I just save myself because they know about secrets. That's what my thing is. I just wanted to be authentic. I, that's right. And so as consumers of these stories, we, we must have discernment. Yes. You can't. You can't shed a tear over every. You have. You must have discernment. Yes. Is this? Is this per person real? Is, is this an authentic story? Most people can see through the commercial stuff, and those and those folks only get away with it for a while. But you know, we all know people are really good at it. I mean, Tony Robbins has made, has made millions. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this, if we look at um, uh, what you buy into on the internet, because I just had a talk with, I think my mom about that. I was like, listen, next week, if everybody look at the internet and they say, if you walk around with your thumb up, it will give you just $10 million in the bank. I'm telling you, people will be walking around like this and we wouldn't know what that's about because that's what we saw. You know, um, you can create anything that you want to create, but I'll tell you this, just like we talked about angels, just like I spoke to you about how you can see them speak to people. Just, you know, when you're on your path, we will all connect. See, those people, really different. Cause you can have this conversation. I had this conversation with somebody. I'm like, oh, let me not say nothing before. So, uh, you know, they thinking that I'm crazy. You know what I mean? But it's, it's just being yeah. on your path. And you know, it makes you different. Well, I, I, yeah, I know, and I feel you, and you feel me. Yeah. Like that's what you reached out. You reached out to me because there was something about me that you, and so we recognize each other. Yeah. And, but, but I'll tell you, I'm really guarded. I'm really guarded. I don't unless, unless I feel you. <laughs> I. Oh, so you. You don't get past my. You looked and said, "Let me check this out." <laughs> of course. And then uh, absolutely. You my website, and then you probably looked at some of my videos. And okay, what did you get? What was the first thing that came to mind? Spill the beans. Real. Oh, real. I am. Real. I am. Yeah. Sometimes I'm too real, and I, I, I talk to people, and I'm like, I want to say, mm. you know, but I'm learning, just like discernment. I'm totally learning who to have on my show, who's here because they want to make a change, help others. That's why I made the platform. Now, see, just like you talked about a calling, my calling was to start a website. And I, I laugh, I always call it the yellow pages. Remember the yellow pages? So people, <laughs> everybody's here. Some, an audience can look and say, oh, let me go back to that interview. I wanna, I wanna hear what uh, you know, Dr. Block can have to say. Uh, I want to reach out to him because it's not about it's not a financial gain. It's just helping. I've always been that way, and I'm learning. Do you know how much, how valuable this is? More than money. What I'm learning, and with with all of you guys are bringing to my platform. So I have to thank you. Oh no, thank you for you know. I had a business my that that psychic business coach in LA. She's like, oh, I got I've got a. I'm getting millions of downloads. You need to start a podcast. And I said, I don't want to be a podcaster in order to be a hypnotherapist. I want to, I'll be, I'll be a guest. So thank you for having the platform so that I can, I want to evangelize hypnosis and the power of hypnotherapy. And I, and so I need a platform and I, you know, just like you, I'm not for everyone. There are people who come in and, and I'm too direct. I call them on their stuff. I, you, know, you can't BS me. I was in politics. I've, I've negotiated big deals with people. I'm like, you know, if you're holding on to this and it's has and you're not ready to give it up, don't. And then because here's what'll happen: they'll leave here un, unchanged and blame me and hypnosis. I'm like, oh no, you know, oh no, you don't. That was all you, because I can take you in hypnosis. I can listen very closely. I can connect dots 
how it came about in your life and I can help you lift it. But if you won't let go of it, no, no modality is going to help you. Nothing's going to work for you. Now I have this question that's very, that I noticed has has been added to a lot of, uh, you know, every, all the things that people talk about today when it comes to what's going on with our minds, dieting, fasting, do those, okay. So your spiritual awakening or, you know, because when I first, I mean, I, I fasted, I did a 21 day fast, water only before, but, um, I would say that once I started receiving, as they call downloads and messages, I wasn't fasting. But I've never been a person that ate a lot of meat and stuff like that every day. You know what I mean? So is a diet mandatory or to be a vegan mandatory in order for you to access your spiritual awakening? No, but I did stop drinking. I did stop drinking and smoking pot and I don't do, I don't do any of those things that I used to do. I never was a drinker, but I stopped. I, I mean, I did a little bit of it here and there, you know, but I, I drank a lot mm-hmm. and it's called spirits for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I, and I don't, I don't say like, I'm not hard on myself. If my girlfriend and I go out to dinner, occasionally we'll share a glass of wine. Okay. And we'll make that half a glass of wine last the whole dinner because we pair a good wine with the dinner and it's more of a part of the dinner. We don't get drunk. I don't, I, I needed to move that out. Now, should you have a fairly healthy diet? Yeah, but you don't have to do any gimmicks or anything. Self-care, as long as you are caring for yourself, because if you if you trash yourself, it won't come through. So you don't have to do anything fancy. You don't have to be a vegan. I mean, there is something to be said for the industrialized farming that we do today and the, and the collective trauma that some of the animals that are subjected to. Um, but, you know, you don't have to stop eating meat. You know, we, we were created to be om- omnivores. And, you know, this is so, you know, I'm I'm incredibly kind to everyone moderation the, the buddhist middle path, middle path that that's the, the way to go because you know that we're just a big we're a big we're a big antenna our our our, our bones are kind of hollowish you know and we have a cavity and we're this big antenna and we're energy and water and like and frequency and energy passes through us and we feel it that's why this whole social distancing crap is BS because six feet is where my heart energy picks up your heart energy. Oh, six feet. Yeah. I need to move close to you to feel you. I can feel you. I can, I can feel you. <laughs> but for the most part, <laughs> but you know what I mean? But people on the street, they come in. Have you ever been had somebody standing behind you and you yeah. knew they were there? Yes. Yes. What about if you close your eyes and someone can put their hand? I can actually feel my hand right here. <laughs> yes. Same thing. Nice. Energy. That's what we are. And you can feel good. <laughs> you can feel good and bad energy. I mean, it's all it's all here. And you know what? Where we get where we get lost? Good and bad and this whole duality thing. It's in the seven hermetic principles, it's polarity. So good and bad are just the opposite ends of the same spectrum. Mm-hmm. Not two different things. They're just opposite ends of the same thing. Love, hate. Mm-hmm. We all know that person we love to hate or we hate to love. Just like on TV, the little angel and then the little devil sitting on the show. <laughs> That's right. Who do you listen to? Well, the one you feed. The one you feed. That's right. The one, yes. Wow. So in, in any moment, there's a space between a stimulus and response or action and reaction. And in that space lies your power because you get to choose what kind of human being you're going to show up as. If you show up, you show up with love in your heart, you're going to give rise to all positive emotion and you're going to maintain your power. If you show up and have reactionary and just diarrhea of the mouth and you're filled with anger or hate or pain, you, you're going to leave your power. So we all have the power to choose. Who are we going to show up at? 
Wow. And you get now here, so a person that show up as me, pain, you show up as anger. How long does it take for you to reverse it when you realize it? So I realize that I'm on the wrong thing. And then all of a sudden, you know what I do sometimes when I think I'm going there? I picture myself in green grass skipping. And I go, la, la, la. I actually can see this. La, 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 la. And flower, I do that. And then I go, okay. Then I'll, I'll try to keep on going with that thought. And I'll go over to something that I remember that was happy, like a birthday party. Or then I'll remember something funny. Then I'll pick up a book and try to read it. And it throws me all the way away from what I was on my way to. That's that's cognitive behavioral therapy. That's what when so people say I can't help the way I feel. And I say, yes, you can. The problem is you're trying to run away from that feeling. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Okay, let it go. Don't see a big white elephant. Under no circumstances should you see a big white elephant in your mind. Don't see a picture of a big white elephant in your mind's eye. Don't see it. And of course they of course they do and they say no no don't see a pink panther see how quickly you can change what is it what is a thought it's an electrical impulse between your ears now it like a mustard seed can grow a mountain or it can pass just as quickly as it came it's your choice well you said behavioral right i have a degree in behavioral science so, I guess. so the thought the, the thought is the seed the feeling follows and behind the feeling is the behavior Yes, got it. And that's the thing, and not to be reactive or for other people. And, and I, it's so funny, I just say, well, the way this look, I have to close myself in the room. <laughs> Don't talk to nobody. Just cut, cut the phone for off. <laughs> now, for now, for now, let yourself feel it, let it pass, and go read that good book that you were just gonna take you somewhere else or walk you through the, the green grass barefooted. Yes, that's what it is, I do. I. I well, yeah. But that's what I do in hypnosis. I take people and where's your favorite place? What's your favorite color? Is it a mountain stream? Is it a is it a, is a, a beautiful garden? Is it a tropical beach? And so I just take notes and with great detail about what their favorite place is. And then I, I take them there and I say, have them smell the salt air, feel the sand beneath between your toes. And, you can smell it and feel it. I mean, I can oh. feel it and smell it, yes. Especially that's an experience I've experienced. Yes. Oh, uh, well, that's why I asked them their experience. What's your, one time, one time I, it was cold and raining and I took this client into a mountain cabin with a raging fire. And she, and when we were done, she's like, I hated that. I, I, I wanted to be at the beach. I'm like, but it's raining and cold. She said, not in my subconscious mind. I'm like, Ooh, I learned it. That was early on in my career. And I learned not to put my stuff on you. What is your stuff? Where do you want to go? And even on a rainy, cold day, you may want to be on a tropical beach. And that's, and that's just fine. Right. And that's, that's the place where you should take yourself. Even if you're in a crowded room with people that you, like, you really don't want to be there. So you can be anywhere you want to be. If that's what you say it is. If that's where you say it is, it is what it is. Is that all, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And that's what that's all about. You're just doing some self-hypnosis. You can take yourself away. You, know, you remember the old uh, commercial Calgon, take me away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all they did was dump some soap in the bathtub and get crawled in and, just, and went someplace, right? So you can go someplace in your mind anytime you want. Unbelievable. Because, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to find this interesting, my audience listening now, because how many people really get a chance to talk to a hypnotist? You know, it's, it's not high on. I know because they're afraid, or they they have preconceived notions, or uh, you know, or for all for a host of reasons. So, you know, it's it's the oldest modality. Indigenous peoples put people in trance since humans gathered together. Chemical medicine is only the last hundred years, so. I ask you, which doctors are the witch doctors? Mm. I've always gone herbal. I don't. I have to say it again because I just said it. On, I don't take pills for anything. Totally healthy. I've always told myself that. I t I commanded that to me, and I don't think about it anymore. 
because I believe it to be true. It is what it is. That's it. And, um, you know, my go-to, I have like 50 garlic, garlic with honey, and that's my first go-to with a lot of things. Even my children the same way. If they have a headache, they'll rather sleep it off instead of using medicine. So, yeah, who, who are the witch doctors? <laughs> Interesting. Yes. It's, I mean, natural has always been, I mean, imagine, imagine the, the hubris of humans they can they can make something better in the laboratory than, than it, what it, the chemistry that exists within us how silly mm. it's all what you like i've said before it's what we are able to believe it's a, it's a it's a belief system medicine is a medicine is a belief system the sugar pill heals you 30 percent of the time any drug that goes to yeah any drug that goes to market has to do better than the placebo yeah, I read about that. It wasn't it like something uh, they gave someone a sugar pill uh, and told them it was the pill to cure them, and then whatever the thing was went away. I think it was pain, a headache, or whatever the case may be. Oh no! Every drug, every drug trial has a placebo. They measure the drug against the sugar pill. Really? Because the sugar pill works one third. If if three people are in a blind, double blind study. Okay. One gets nothing. They think they're getting something, but they get nothing. One gets a sugar pill and one gets the drug that's going to market. Wow. 30% of the time, the sugar pill works. Because it's here. It's what we're telling ourselves. How, how do you think we can have people really believe that? Because, you know, you do have some people that are sitting here and be like, no. You know what I they're mean? The, they're the ones... They're the ones who die when they get cancer. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, you can, what do you want to believe? I mean, it's your choice. What did you say? We all have choices, right? <laughs> well, how can my audience get in touch with you? I am, my brand is my name. So my website is normanplotkin.com. I, I did just start a second website uh, named after my second book called Mastermind, Master Life. And so I offer some things beyond hypnotherapy on Mastermind, Master Life, like tarot readings and coaching and writing and editing and all kinds of fun stuff. Now meditation. Let's go to tarot for a sec, because you mentioned that. Because you know, I, we've all, I will not let anybody tell me they've never done it. I've touched on tarot. I have. But... I left it all alone because this is what I believe about the new tarot people on on social media. For some reason, I think when you like it, when you subscribe to them, they can hear what you're going. They zero in on people's houses and then they, then when you go to listen again, they repeat. They listen, one, and this is what was so funny. One time I was like, let me check out these tarot readers, you know. The, the ones today are real tricky. Like they, they make little voices. They have their little, uh, little, I'm gonna call it a mantra, but it's not their introduction when it's the same way. And it's really good. It's tricky when you, you listen, it's good. And I remember one day, what was I was saying something? I was on the phone with my mom and I was saying, I mean, listen, I was saying something like, I'm going to cut holes in my red uh, hoodie next time I wear it to the club. I went to listen and hear the tower reader. I see a red hoodie. And there are holes in it. And I see it, someone dancing with it on. I'm like, no. See, we're not doing that. I just think it's funny. <laughs> see, so, so I, I w when I do tarot readings, I can't give you lottery numbers. I can't tell you what you're wearing. I. So what I do, I, I read within what's called the Celtic cross okay. and there, and there's 11 cards and each of those cards have a position and I shuffle and you cut and there's like, there's none of this. I don't, I, I, I will not have visited your social media and I'm going to tell you how you come to the, to the present situation or next I'm going to tell you the challenge you may face. Then I'll, then I'll tell you what your foundation is and any past influences or karmic imprints then i'll tell you what your perfect picture is and then coming coming soon and then 
what your ego is in this set in this situation on how others see you then i'll tell you about your hopes and fears related to this question then i'll tell you the outcome and then i'll choose a card for you do you do it through social media or do you do it it has to be live zoom i do zoom so that means that our next uh meeting will be that so that's what we'll be making you you send me an you send me an invite i'll join you again and i will do an on-air uh tarot card reading for you really yeah absolutely i will send you the calendar link as soon as finish because i'm curious and what do you think about Uh, so people so i you know charlatans i know charlatans are charlatans no matter what venue they use all right so a person who is going to have be gimmicky with the cards there's a person who can be gimmicky with hypnosis there's a person who's you know you got to read people right a gimmicky person is a gimmicky person i don't have any slick intros i'm not an influencer i'm an old guy who's gathered a bag of tricks along the way and it's all very it's all very real i have christians who say oh this is the devil's work i'm like where do you think it came from all of this all of this came from above the divine it's all when you when you have you did any and they're like oh my goodness that's true the cards are never wrong so i i don't i don't give you a yes or no answer i give you the context for your the question you have to give me the you have to say the question out loud and you have to tell the cards what the question is and then i'm going to tell you all kinds of information around that question about who you are in this question about who you're going to be what's coming soon and and i even offer i will write i'll write a 2500 word essay summarizing your reading yeah so uh you know you know so i will stand behind not not only is it the reading in the moment but I'll give you something to be able to reflect back on later. A very well-written analysis of what your reading was. Or, you know, it's cheaper. You can have a three-card or a five-card, you know. But, listen, I couldn't learn tarot from a hippie in the park on a blanket. I had to learn it from a PhD who's a Jungian who's written five books on tarot. I use it in my practice. I use it in my therapy. And... The cards are never wrong and they're always perfect. And if if it I, I'm never gonna give you what you want to hear. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a ton of information about who you are and about this question and about what you can expect around the question. It's it's more therapeutic. This is not I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not a, a mind a palm reader. Uh you know what I mean? I, this is this is some, and and I got nothing against palm readers and fortune tellers. Mm-hmm. I'm just that's not what I do. It's not what I do. What I do is connect to the super consciousness, and I connect to you, and I read what what you chose. Well, we shall see on the next. Okay, we'll, we'll so you send me that link, and we'll get signed up again, and I'll do the reading for you. Uh, meantime, yeah, normanpodkin.com mastermindmasterlife.com i'm on social it's all if you norman plotkin i'm on facebook ig linkedin i got a youtube channel norman plotkin inc and um i've got meditations guided meditations um all kinds of fun stuff and that's on youtube or on on all of these websites youtube has the guided the guided meditations hit hit the subscribe we put a new one up every week i lead them I lead a guided meditation every Saturday night at 7:30 p.m. Pacific time, and we just by Zoom and people join, and we just spend an hour. Uh, right now, we're doing a series on meditation and the meridians. My um, my partner in crime is uh, she's an acupuncturist, and so she lectures on meridians, and then I do a whole meditation supporting that that meridian. Nice. So you guys work together. Wonderful. Yeah. And you will also have this information on mohanilove.com. So stay tuned. We'll promote this when it's time for him to do our reading. Okay. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Fox. You've been very informative, I'm sure, for me and for my audience. So look Love forward it. to Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> Thank you. Enjoy.